0: I got to talk to you a little bit about Mantis X. Um, Mantis X. If you're a gun owner, this is, I think, the best uh, system. It's widely used by the military now. It was just for our Marines at first, and now everybody in the military is using it. And it is a way to um, practice firing, either at the range or dry firing. And you know, you always want somebody to be there and watching. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And my favorite is after I've spent like six dollars on a bullet, they'll they'll say, oh, "I'm sorry, I wasn't watching." Oh, okay, good. Mantis X is always watching. You puts it, you put it on the barrel of your gun, and it it measures and tracks exactly what's happening at all times with the gun. So as you're squeezing the t- trigger, are you are you leaning down, leaning up? What's happening to the gun? And it shows you in real time on your iPad or on your phone, and you can then correct it. It shows you how to correct your technique. It is amazing. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes. I know I did. Uh, It's going to save you a buttload of money when it comes to going to the range. Start improving today. Get yours at mantisx.com. That's mantisx.com. Get it now. Improve your shooting skills. All right, Jim Jordan's joining us from Capitol Hill next.
1: Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program. Well, hello, you sick freak. Welcome to the program. I'm really glad that you're here today. We're gonna we're going to delve in to the swimming pool that is corruption, spending, our borders. I mean, we've been clowed in pivot. Does anybody anybody recognize that with our borders just the borders alone let alone now we're two trillion dollars extra over over budget now we're still spending at covid levels does anybody know what we're spending it on because i i don't um does anybody know anybody biller biller we're gonna start there in 60 seconds first land lakes florida Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building a community there called Let Us Do Good Village. It'll have about 100 homes for the program participants. There are two families who have already moved in, two Gold Star families, a Gold Star family uh, and actually a family, not Gold Star, it's severely injured hero that served our, our nation. More to come. It's a special place that they are seeing families coming together and healing together. It's a place where their children can grow up and experience life together. And it's all thanks to one amazing donation of land on which it sits. Of course, thanks to your generosity, they're building the homes. The Let Us Do Good Village can be just the first of many communities like it. This is your opportunity to help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together and also grow together. Every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its prom- uh, pro- promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices our heroes have made for our country and our communities. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. Jim Jordan is uh, joining us now. Jim, uh, boy, all of this stuff is is related. Um, you know, we've got the craziness that is happening in Ukraine uh they're going to ask for more money we are 2 trillion dollars over uh what we brought in uh we're spending at covid levels and you know uh, speaking of money changing hands we also have a very corrupt uh government here and Joe Biden uh and his son dealing with Ukraine all that money being lost now i i mean i don't know what's going on and where you even begin But let's start with the budget.
2: Yeah, no, no, you're, you're right. We should, I think, what, what we should send over to the Senate here on this, this what's called a continuing resolution to fund the government until we get these appropriations bills done, is we should focus on a policy that says no new migrants can come in the country. I mean, you got the mayor of New York who's who's talked about this. You got the you got the the folks in in Boston talking about this. So when you got Democrat elected officials saying this problem is so bad that we 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 have a chance, I think, to get a policy victory. And, and, and stop the craziness that is now our southern border and how this, this problem is impacting communities all over the country. So I would push for that policy. That's something we're trying to work out amongst Republicans uh, as we speak. But that makes sense to me as something we should do. You pick one good policy put on this bill and you dare the Democrats in it. Really, Chuck Schumer, you're going to you're not going to fund the government because you think it's appropriate to continue to just allow this un, unrestricted migration into our into our nation. Uh, I think the American people are with us on that. And you saw that Glenn. you saw that in, in when was it was uh, Democrat members of Congress up in New York last week getting screamed at because of the chaos this this crazy oh, yeah. open border policy of Joe Biden has, has caused the, for
0: the country. So how come we didn't pass all these individual bills? That's, that's what I was told Congress was going to do, you know, last summer. That's what they said they were going to do.
2: Yeah, we, 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 should, have, we should have done that. I think part of the holdup, frankly, was uh, if you remember when, when the House first passed our, our debt ceiling bill called Limit Save Grow, which was, which was good legislation uh, that actually put in some, some good policy, uh, Joe Biden said, no, 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 I want a clean debt ceiling increase. And he wasted three months. From February to May, uh, of, of nothing happening, and that sort of was the, the the you needed to get an agreement on what the number going to be. Uh, you know, one of the things my colleague who uh, has said that I think makes sense is he said we are one half of one third of the government by five votes. So it's it's tough for the House Republicans to drive all the policy, but we've had I think an outsized impact on on things if when when we stick together. Um, so that was part, I think, the up. but you're right. We needed, we need to get after that and uh, we need to get it done. We just haven't been able to get agreement here amongst Republicans, which is a problem too. But by the way, because it seems like Democrats always seem to be able to agree to attack Republicans. Well, we no, wait, to wait, 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 we wait, wait, come together to go after them.
0: But Jim, you know, what's crazy is we always fall apart because of the weasel rhino Republicans. They, <laughs> they fall apart. They used to fall apart because they were listening to the radicals. And the (laughs) radicals ended up getting their way. And if if we don't if we don't have some people, I mean, when when you have government the way it is today, you know, I don't mind being called a radical. If it means disagreeing with everything that's going on in this country, then, yes, color me a radical. Um, I'm not. I'm just a constitutionalist. That shouldn't be radical in America.
2: No, it shouldn't. Well said. And I think uh, we're agreeing because I actually said this. I've, I've said this in the House floor. I said, we need to, as Republicans, understand that any differences that exist between moderate Republicans and us conservative Republicans pale. Pale in comparison between the differences of Republicans and today's radical left, which controls the Democrat Party. So we better understand where the left wants to take this country. And as Republicans, stick together so that we can we can stop where the left wants to go. That's that's what I think we have to focus on. And I thought we were able to do that many times so far this Congress. But you're right. We need to get these appropriation bills done so that we can get the right kind of policy on those bills to stop the radical.
0: All world. right. So the continuing resolution this time um, you're saying about the border. When it, When is that going to be done so you have time that your back we're isn't up against the wall? Yeah, uh, we're
2: working on We just went out of the votes right now and, and within the conference, and so we're, we're trying to get that. Uh, you know, there were, were, were Conservative Freedom Caucus members who got together with more more moderate members and came up with this idea that, that we, we focus on that issue, the HR2, the bill we had passed through our committee and through the uh, Homeland Security Committee that would actually Protect our border and put in the strongest immigration enforcement legislation ever. Uh, put that on this bill. Send it over there and say, "Okay, Chuck Schumer, you're really going to vote against this in light of what your marriage just said in your town." Okay, that that, that to me is a, is a smart political play and good policy for the country. So that's what we're trying to. But we don't have the votes for it right now. We're trying to get. to
0: But you just let us know who you'd like to vote. We'll we'll let their name be known and uh, <laughs> and 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 help you out there, Jim. Okay. Um, the um, the other thing that I want to talk to you about, um, because we've just taken care of budget and and border, do we even know what we're spending over in Ukraine? Do we have any idea? Too
2: much. That's what I know, and they want more. Uh, I think this is this is also going to be another fight that's going to unfold here this fall. Um, look, uh, you, you, you and I I, have, I, I voted for the very first, I think, legislation which condemned what, you know, Russia was doing. And I voted against every other funding for this because no one can. And I'm sure you've talked about this, claim, but somebody tell me what the objective is. What is our goal? Is our goal to get Russia out of the, the Donbass region? Is our goal to get Russia out of Crimea, which they took back in, during the Obama years back in 2014 is is our goal. What is no one can tell us what the objective is. And so if you don't know what the objective is, why are we spending so much money, the hard earned taxpayers of the fourth district of Ohio, why are we sending it all over there? That that is the fundamental question. And until we get an answer for that, I don't think you can even you can go to the next question, okay, should we send mean it's like that is the fundamental question that no one can no one seems to have an Certainly the Biden administration doesn't have an answer.
0: So what is the goal then on the the impeachment hearing? What is it you're looking for? And uh, what stands in well, your way now of of finding that?
2: Uh, yeah, I would frame it. I would frame it a different way. I, I, it's not that we're looking for necessarily anything. I think it's when you see so much evidence. Our constitutional duty to do oversight requires us to move to what's called an impeachment inquiry phase of our investigative work. So that's what we're in. You you look at all the, I mean, you, you can talk about the the brand, the bank records, the 10% for the big guy, the WhatsApp message, the shakedown message. You can talk about all, but in the end, it, in my mind, it's it sort of comes down to like four basic facts regarding Burisma. Hunter Biden was put on the board of Burisma, fact number one. Fact number two, he wasn't qualified to be on the board. Fact number three, the executives at Burisma said, we're under pressure. We need that pressure relieved. Fact number four, Joe Biden goes to Ukraine and gets the prosecutor uh, fired who was applying the pressure. And that fact number four is consistent with what was written in the 1023 uh, confidential human source form that the FBI had, where the confidential human source tells them that that. Burisma paid the Biden's money to get a certain policy preference and certain policy outcome. That's so, pretty compelling stuff. No, so I, that's why we have to open this inquiry. And then we're going to look into this from all three committees and we're going to see if it, if it leads to impeachment.
0: So that's, but that's what I'm asking you. What do you need to open up to prove what, what would be this smoking gun that you're like, okay, that's, well, that's it. The, yeah,
2: certainly, uh, you know, bribery is mentioned in, in, in the uh, Constitution, uh, bribery, high times misdemeanors. Uh, Abuse of office is, is a is, has historically been used and I think is is a, is an impeachable offense if President Biden abused his office. And I think this is why it's so important to figure out what exactly happened in the Hunter Biden investigation, why it was handled the way it was, why they let the statute of limitations uh, expire for certain tax years. Was it because those tax years dealt with the income coming from Burisma? I mean that no one why did they why did they let those that statute expire why why did they wait so long to appoint a special counsel? we're looking into all that but um the inquiry is certainly warranted um and then you look at the, you look at the abusive office you look at the the bribery issue um as you uh, as you as you go through the inquiry
0: Thank you very much um Jim I appreciate everything you guys you are bet. are doing Thanks for coming on the program. The uh, GOP House ranking member, we uh, are, I I will tell you, please tell all those who are thinking about, well, I'm going to be moderate on the uh, on the budget. You probably shouldn't, because if you blow this one, you know, I think the American people are done with the Republican Party. You you can't blow this one.
2: We do what we said.
0: Thanks. Thanks for for all you do. Take care. brother. Bye bye. Jim Jordan. All right. Doug lives in Colorado. He's the outdoorsy type. I don't know what that means. Well, I know it means I don't like Doug. I mean, I might like him as a person, but I'm not hanging out with Doug. Um, But he's the outdoorsy type who enjoys hiking in the mountains. Why? Over time, he says, age and the gradual wearing down of the the body started to catch up with Doug. Yeah, because you're climbing mountains. Why do you think God created, like, you know, the Land Cruiser? Hello? Maybe because uh, he didn't do the very uh, healthy thing. He let his body rest very, very frequently. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it works for me when I rest very, very frequently, like I'm resting now. The pain in his knees and his feet got so bad that he was no longer able to hike without stopping to rest every little bit ways. Um, And he was starting to despair. He's like, this is my life. I love this. Well, he decided to give relief factor a try. He says a few weeks in and I realized my pain was basically all but gone. Three week quick start 1995 trial pack, not a drug developed for doc by doctors. uh, So it doesn't whack you out. It's it's not uh, it's all natural. And it will if you try the quick start, about seventy percent of them of the people who try it go on to order more. So go to relieffactor.com or call one-eight hundred 1-800, for relief. One-eight hundred, the number four relief. Nineteen ninety-five three-week quick start. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Ten seconds station ID. So The House Republicans launched impeachment inquiry last week. What is the percentage of independents that support this? Hmm, I haven't seen this poll. Um,
1: I mean, I think I think there's a larger number than you'd
0: think that 81 percent of Republicans Mm -hmm. support it. Yep. Only uh, twelve percent of Democrats. Okay, okay. Where are the independents? Yeah, you think it'd be somewhere in the middle
1: there? Um, I don't know. I'd probably say
0: fifty-three percent. Shut up, fifty. Sorry, you went over. That's the way the game. (laughs) Ah, That's the way the (laughs) the game works. That's that's Um, that's.
1: I mean, I I don't know that I would have guessed that high. Um. A couple of months ago, I think they've come a long way in explaining this. And one of the things I think you can give real credit to uh, in the House is they've done a good job presenting this information in a credible way without really getting over their skis on it. Right. Like, I think it's tempting to just say, oh, well, you know, we know he's, you know, without the evidence. And they have stopped and then they said, well, let's wait for the evidence and they have trickled it out when they've had it locked down. And I think it's done a lot to convince people Correct. there really is something here.
0: Yeah. And I, I think they've I mean, I've hated the slow dribs and drabs, but they're not coming to conclusions. They're just saying, oh, here's the latest. And there is a lot every single day that comes out on this. Yeah. Um, that doesn't 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 look good. The other thing to take away from this is the mainstream media. It doesn't have the power it used to. If 50% of independents are like, yeah, I think impeachment's warranted here. The only ones not getting the message are the diehards, the Republicans, or the, the uh, Democrats. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be exactly the same if it was reversed. with same, same charges, same everything.
1: Yeah, and... I, you know, that makes me sad. It's it's amazing. And I, I think listening to, you know, Jim Jordan lay it out uh, when he talked about a, f- a fact pattern, right? Those four steps he he outlined there. That gives you a plausible story, right? Like, uh, uh, okay, this is all suspicious and this is the storyline. But the the pieces he sort of just went over, you know, the WhatsApp message and the text messages from the business associates and all these things, the bank records, that's the evidence and the the evidence that supports that fact pattern. And... The, the media is still trying to claim that there is no evidence that supports this fact pattern at all when that may have been plausible five years ago. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I mean, even then, I think there was enough to, to make you suspicious. Yes. But now having what we have from the laptop, having all these uh, even separate email accounts and, and text message accounts from people who worked with Hunter Biden and did not it did not come through the laptop? People that have that have yes. s- were separately texting with each other about this as it was happening. Correct. It's just
0: impossible for you not to believe Correct. that there's evidence here. So, the, do you know the um, the IRS supervisors that have come out? It's Gary Shapley and uh, Joseph Ziegler, and they came out and they said, you know, it was last summer when the uh, when we came out and said, yes, we're very optimistic. Uh, about bringing felony charges uh, against Hunter Biden for not paying his taxes. And, you know, they they've been working on it since 2014. They even uh, assigned somebody to prepare an indictment. And then all of a sudden, the U.S. attorney for Washington, D.C., Matthew Graves, a Biden appointee, refused to bring the charges. And he's like, well, we're to wait for it. We're to wait for uh You know, I'm not sure we're going to. And then the statute of limitations runs out. And they're, one of their things is just why did that happen? What, why wouldn't they file the charges? We, we do it. They file the charges and we get it done. We kept warning them that the statute of limitations is running out. It looks like they slow walk this intentionally for that. But do you know who um, do you know who Joseph Ziegler is? He's a he's a Trump supporter. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, No, he's um, he's been a special agent for 13 years, uh, has earned multiple commendations, and he describes himself as a gay Democrat married to a man. So it looks like we have somebody here who's just trying to do their job. Uh, and, and that's the problem with us now. You know why you can't believe anybody? Because you don't know if they have a horse in the race. Because it seems everybody has a horse in the race. Oh, He's only saying that because he wants. Where are the people that say what they mean and mean what they say? Can we find them? They used to be everywhere. And the one who would lie to your face was rare. I feel like it's going the other way. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. You know, when people can just get on TV, get in and just lie to your face. That's why we don't have trust with anyone. Because all of those who are at the top of our society seem to be doing that.
1: Yeah, every once in a while, I my mind brings me back to two thousand four when John Kerry's campaign was upended by saying, "I actually did vote for the eighty-seven billion dollars before I voted against it." That's right. Remember that it yes. was like a huge moment in that yeah. campaign. Yeah, and like, I it wouldn't even be a blip today like i it's legitimately no one would care no one, the no they would paper over that in 10 seconds it wouldn't even be a one day story today because we just have built in now this idea that everyone lies to us all the time and we accept it all the time and
0: i wish we didn't but we we have you you can't do anything yeah i mean that you know the the cloward piven idea is overwhelm the system yeah so the system is overwhelmed and you know it just will collapse on its own weight i.e too many uh immigrants here coming across our border it'll just collapse on its own weight same thing if you overwhelm the system with lies this this system is not built for an entire society just to not care about truth just not built for that and it'll collapse on its own weight We've got to start telling the truth, no matter if it hurts or not. The Glenn Beck Program. Most people spend a lot of time focusing on self-sufficiency and preparedness. I've been a prepper since before it was cool to be a prepper. Not sure it's really still cool, but I'm going to go with that. You need to be prepared. And with My Patriot Supply, they're the leading's nation, the, the nation's leading name in high-quality emergency food. And they provide the perfect way to have peace of mind for your family. Remember, it's always better to have emergency stuff than, and to not need it than to need it and not have it. Head on over to MyPatriotSupply.com. Prepare today with emergency food that'll stay fresh for up to 25 years. They have a wide variety of delicious food kits. They offer 2,000 calories a day, every day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, all of it. And don't forget about water filtration and purification products. These are perfect for your bug-out bag, your survival supply, or just your camping pack. One thing is sure in this world... The only thing constant is change. Order today by 3 p.m. It'll ship today. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Join
1: Blaze TV. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code Glenn, you'll save 10 bucks.
0: So, the Justice Department announced a new rule to amend ATF regulations. Now, oh, who a seen this coming? They have expanded the definition of a firearms dealer to include now those anyone who sells even a single firearm. So, if I don't sell anything except the one and I sell it to Stu... I'm now a firearms dealer. What? Why would they do that? Well, because if you sell one gun and you're profiting on it, uh, you need to conduct a background check. And those records are going to be possessed by the ATF. And then they're going to be digitized and put into a searchable database, which, gosh, that sounds like gun registry, doesn't it? A little bit. I mean, maybe a lot. Aiden Johnston is uh, here with us. He's uh, with Gun Owners of America. He's the uh, Federal Affairs Director, and he's up on this. Aiden, that sounds like something that's illegal.
3: Well, this is a total infringement on your Second Amendment rights. The law does not give Biden the authority to implement backdoor universal background checks or backdoor registration checks, but he's sure doing it anyway
0: so what is the what what is the recourse on this
3: well the biden administration is going through the rulemaking process so we have the congressional review act where congress can strike down this rule and we already have a congressman andrew clyde who's preparing to use that process to strike down this rule but of course gun owners of america also plans to file a lawsuit and uh, take this this uh rule change down in court But we have to wait until the final rule is published right now. It's the proposed rulemaking phase, and it's time for the public to comment and tell the ATF why they shouldn't implement that
0: final rule. So just so people understand that there's no such thing as uh, a coincidence, what made this rule change possible?
3: Well, last summer, uh, folks might remember that a bunch of Republicans got together with every Democrat and passed the biggest gun control in decades. It was called the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. And there were a dozen things wrong with that gun control bill. And Gun Owners of America, we opposed it. We, were, we told Congress what was wrong with each thing. And one of the things we mentioned was, if you change the definition of what it means to be a gun dealer, they're going to weaponize it against us. And we knew Obama tried to do this on his last day in office with an executive order, and Trump reversed it. So as soon as they touched that definition, of course, Biden was going to do the exact same thing.
0: And gee, isn't this Senator Cornyn's compromise?
3: Yes. And in fact, this definitional changes his little baby, his personal mission when he went to the negotiating table was to make this change as if what we really needed was more government regulating your private business.
0: It is remarkable to me that this guy is from the great state of Texas. It's truly remarkable. I don't know how that happens. Okay, so what do what do Americans need to do?
3: Well, right now, like I said, we're in the proposed rulemaking phase. So you have to go to regulations.gov or to the Federal Register and submit a public comment and tell the ATF, no, don't do this. Um, now, if you don't want to do all that, you can also, uh, GOA or, or will help you. Um, if you become a member, we're going to be sending out um an action alert. It'll help you comment. It'll um, give you a model to submit to the ATF. And that will help us down the road when we file a lawsuit, we'll be able to say 100,000 gun owners, 200,000 gun owners said that this is unconstitutional for X, Y, and Z. And the judge will take that into consideration. So that's the next step Then, like I said, we're also going to be fighting this in Congress. But unfortunately, the, the way things are, Biden's issued a rule. He's abusing his executive authority. And it's a, a bit of a waiting game until this becomes finalized in a few
0: months. And for those who don't know, why is this such a bad deal to have them have a registry?
3: Well, so uh, universal background checks might sound nice in theory, right? Who wants a criminal to get a hold of a gun? Mm-hmm. But there are a million ways that criminals always circumvent their uh, the background check system. And less than 10 percent of criminals in jail actually obtained a gun legally, but universal background checks are only enforceable with a gun registry. To know who did and didn't run a background check, you have to know who owns what gun. And if you own a gun and it wasn't registered to you, then it must have been transferred without a background check. So this all plays in to something else that Joe Biden has also been doing, which is turning the Forms 4473, which you filled out if you bought a gun at a gun
0: store,
3: Mm -hmm. into permanent gun registration forms, and
0: then sending those
3: to a database in West Virginia.
0: How is he doing that? That's illegal.
3: Well, in part, it's been going on for a long time. When a gun store goes out of business, all of their records are supposed to be sent to the ATF. And using that statute, uh, which has been around for decades, the ATF has compiled over 900 million records in this database in West Virginia. So almost 1 billion records of gun owners, the guns they own, their serial numbers. And now the Biden administration last August changed another rule and said those records can no longer be destroyed by a gun store once they become 20 years old, which was the previous way of ensuring that most gun records didn't end up in this database and uh, a permanent, uh, complete gun registry was never created. But now that means there is a, there is a record of every single firearms transaction going back to August of 2002. Every gun that was ever sold at a gun store with a background check has a 4473 with the name, the social security number and the serial number of the gun that that
0: person bought. Okay. Again, talk to the people who don't know anything about guns that are listening and they go, well, that's not so bad. We we should know who has who has what guns. Why is this? how can this go wrong with the American people?
3: Of course. Well, now the federal government has a list of everyone who owns a gun and what guns they own. That's a prerequisite for gun confiscation. Gun registration always leads to gun confiscation. We've seen it time and time again, whether it's Australia or Nazi Germany. When when the government knows what guns people own, that is a list of guns to take.
0: And the people in the Weimar Republic did it under the Weimar Republic, trusting their government, and uh, just didn't think about, oh, wait a minute, what happens if bad guys take over the country? And they did. Uh, and you had to turn in your gun. And some people waited You know, they were still within the rules, but they waited. But the law at the time became, if you have a gun, we shoot before we ask questions. So now people were trying to get their gun to the police station. But if they take it to the police station, they'll be shot and killed because they're holding a gun. And uh, it didn't work out well. Didn't work out well for the German people, uh, you know when they were turning their guns in also didn't work out a little later when they had no guns, but,
3: uh, no, no, of course not. Our founding fathers, when they wrote the second amendment recognized that it was necessary to the security of our free state, our freedoms are are able to be, uh, retained by the people because we have this check on the government. But if the government has the ability to take your firearms in, in a moment, because they have a billion records and a gun registry that needs to be destroyed. Well, that is a threat on your Second Amendment, and that undermines the security of our free state.
0: Aiden, thank you so much. I really appreciate what you guys do. Uh, it's gunowners.org, isn't it? That is correct. Yeah, gunowners.org, gunowners.org. Thank you so much, Aiden. I appreciate it. You know, it's, um, our Constitution isn't worth the paper it's printed on if you don't stand up for those rights. Now, somebody, you know, they're trampling, all right, I got a right. What are they doing? They're taking away my right. Yeah, well, you can say that all you want. But until you put into action by standing up, letting your voice be heard, telling all your friends, all the gun owners that you know, this is what's happening. Because did you know this was happening? This happened last week. Did you know this was happening? Uh, they have overwhelmed the system far more than Barack Obama. You know, what really pisses me off, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that the GOP has not sat down and, and had a group of constitutionalists sit down and say, OK, what is it that they've just done that we need to undo What is it? What's our plan of attack? They they plan for years while they're out of office for years, all four years of Trump. All they did was war game. When we get power back, what are we going to do? And they make all of these tweaks. And before you know it, you don't have any rights left. You know, it's it's one thing to say uh, well, I mean, we're not going to, you know, what are we going to fight the government with, with pistols? They got tanks and planes. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. They do. Yet it seemed to do pretty well for the people in uh, Afghanistan. Like, I, I don't want to fight that. But don't tell me that small arms don't make a difference. And I don't ever want to fight the United States government Ever. But if, if they go rotten, if they go... I mean, if we're in the Weimar Republic years and all of a sudden we go into what comes next, uh, yeah, I would say we shouldn't probably turn in our guns. It would probably be a bad thing because history may not repeat itself exactly, but it does rhyme. The Constitution, the more we go down this road and you haven't learned the Constitution... I haven't learned the Constitution. We don't understand the Bill of Rights. The more we're going to lose.
1: It really is amazing too that I don't. I think because we've been so blessed in this country to have a Constitution that has lasted this long and been taken seriously for most of the time the country's existed, we don't realize how rare that is. No. Right? Like, and I think recently, a lot of us have had to wake up to the fact that. You know they're doing stuff like the student loan thing is a great example of it. Just doing it. Just doing it. And you're just like, wait a minute. What about the Constitution? And you realize their answer to that is so what. That's basically their their comeback. And and when they say and a bunch of times, you realize that how, you, know, you realize how quickly Far. this gets all
0: slip away, right? Yeah. And it, it, there's it is just a piece of paper. Right. And, and the Republicans many of them say, look I yeah I, I know I know constitution I love the Constitution, but we have things to do. once they say but I love the Constitution but but no, no no there is no but we follow the concept all of our problems, all of our problems every story we should do this show every story I could connect it to one of the things in the Bill of Rights or the Constitution that is being violated. Every story that comes out, I can show it to you. Show it to you. It, that is who we are. And we cannot lose that. And we're, it's, it's close. I mean, I always thought the Constitution was hanging by a thread in the past. I don't know. It's like one thread and it may have already been cut. Time is running out to stand good, decent, honorable Honest people that just want a future for their children. They want freedom for everybody, but that means tolerance in a sane way. More in a minute. Imagine you're walking on a tightrope, you're right in the middle, when all of a sudden you see somebody taking a giant chi- chainsaw to the rope. Yeah, well, that's what's happening with the Fed. Okay, you're walking out on this tightrope, you're trying to keep your budget. Federal Reserve has interest rate hikes that are starting to have severe negative consequences. Economic safety nets are snapping. Americans are right in the crosshairs for disaster. Remember all those savings you were relying on during the pandemic? Yeah, well, those are drying up faster than expected as well. The floor is dropping out beneath us. And it's time to do something to protect yourself, your family, and the savings that you have worked your whole life on. Goldline can help you build that safe haven against insanity because it's not coming. It's already here with the turbulence around. You may be wondering, where do I turn? One of the places you can turn to is Goldline, gold, silver. It is time tested. It's a refuge for times like these. Goldline has an offer that's hard to resist this week for every full ounce of fractional gold eagles produced you're going to receive, or purchased, you're going to receive a free one-tenth ounce Platinum St. Helena Trust Series coin. This is an incredible deal. Get it now. Pick up the phone. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Now, let's say you have a briefcase and it has a um, I don't know 150 million dollars in. It. <laughs> okay, you know, it's a big briefcase. It's very large it's more like luggage, Samsonite. Mm-hmm. and uh, you're just dragging it along and you lose it. You think your employer is going to be upset because you were just supposed to take it out, you know, for a walk and then bring it back to the bank. Yeah, I think they'd be yeah, a little a be little. a little upset. Now let's suppose in that suitcase was also not just the money, but like all of the secret plans that we have, you know, as a country and you lose it. That uh, would be a, a big suitcase, but yeah, yes, that yeah, would be, okay. they'd be upset so about that. It, well, it's on a thumb drive, but oh, okay. um, it's a big thumb, mm-hmm. but it's a thumb drive. Isn't that kind of what this F 35 story is? The pilot goes out with a $150 million plane that has all of our most precious secrets in the plane. He ejects. We don't know why. Uh, it was on autopilot. And so and it's a stealth plane, so you can't track it. They don't know where it is. He ejects, and it goes down somewhere, and they've been looking for it uh, near Charleston, South uh, Carolina. And they couldn't find it, couldn't find it. And now they just found it. And they, they have the Navy, or I'm sorry, the Marines going in, searching for all of the pieces of this plane. I don't know. That's more than a bad day for the pilot. <laughs> Suboptimal. Suboptimal. Mm-hmm. Suboptimal. And the transponder that is
1: on the plane just wasn't working. Apparently. Uh, you know, just
0: it wasn't. It's a very weird story, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope there weren't any Chinese fishing boats out in the area. Or a, or maybe a Chinese balloon <laughs> that might have been in the area. Back in a minute. The Glenn Back program.